What is going on, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Have a really fun and uh, good jam-packed episode for you today. A lot of good information. Uh, We start with our, as always, fun weekend recap. We chop it up a little bit, have some fun conversation. And uh, we both kind of threw our RLEs into that weekend recap. But we do uh, a little piggyback and follow-up in between our current events and book talk. Kind of rehash some things as well. Um, but Google Maps, uh, I bring them up. They have a new feature that consumers will love and cops are not as keen on. Um, so we talk about that a little bit. My RLE, I had a pretty awesome and interesting Whole Foods experience this past weekend uh, about a guy who came up to me uh, talking about his side hustle. So we, uh, we had a nice conversation, very surprising again, kind of put me in a good mood. Uh, so we'll get into that and then end with Aubrey Marcus, Own the Day, Own Your Life. I disagree with some things in his book, and I get into what those disagreements are and why. And then we talk about how you are what you eat ate. So making sure we have uh, good sources of food, and we'll get into that some more. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, I'm going to talk about how Bitcoin surveillance helped the feds take down a child abuse site, and how a awesome company is developing a technology to allow people to track Bitcoin uh, and monitor bad things on the internet that are happening. So a really cool conversation there about how uh, technology is helping take down evil in the world. Um, And then my real life experience, I'm going to talk about unplugging through social media and something that I have uh, implemented to help me be more productive when I use Instagram and limit the time I'm spending on Instagram to uh, look at stuff that's not adding value. So I'll talk a little bit about that. And then I'm also going to talk about, and on the show with Book Talk, uh, a book I'm reading by Grant Cardone called Sell or Be Sold. Um, and get into the five questions you need to be able to answer when you're selling a product or service or trying to persuade someone of your point of view. So a lot of cool things in this episode today. Uh, I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Without further ado, episode 93. How was your weekend, man? It was great, dude. You uh, did a little camping, didn't you? A little nature action? Yeah, I went down to Brown County. That's neat. Southern Indiana. Dude, I was talking... Great park. I was talking with Brett. And, like, going down there, it doesn't even feel like you're in Indiana anymore. Yeah. I haven't been there for a while. Just because of, like, nature and, like, how hilly and, like, foresty it is. It feels like you're in, like, Pennsylvania or something. It doesn't feel like you're in Indiana mm. anymore. It's not flat at all. It's just, there's just so much so much nature there. Yeah. Did you guys do a little hiking or anything? Yeah, I did hiking. Uh, went on a hay bale ride. Looked at, uh, went to Nashville, Indiana. Went, went to some wineries. Ooh, okay. Had some, had some uh, dinner there. Uh, just... Sat by the campfire, just chilled. Do you guys have like a, a cabin, or do you do you tent it out? Tent, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Nice. I liked it. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I saw some things on your Instagram. I think I was like, oh, I love camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's so wholesome, man. It's so cool to see everybody else's campsite and like what they're doing and mm-hmm. just their ideas and how like it's it's one of the, it's like a it's just like the perfect vacation because it's a cost efficient vacation for anybody. Like it doesn't take you like, you don't have to pay a lot to go and you yeah, just. That's have, a good point. Yeah, it's it, it's a good like lifelong thing. Yeah. So you're in the outdoors, and you got like the the community feel because everybody's like right next to each other. Nice. Cool. That's like you're away from the noise. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not as many distractions, and you're kind of just it's a little more peaceful environment. Yeah. No one there is stressed. Yeah. And when you get a bunch of people like together who aren't stressed, like it's just, it's just yeah. it's, it lifts you up to be around. It's cool. Yeah. I think last place I. I uh, camped was up in the UP, Pictured Rocks. 
way up there north up on uh, right off Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Did that with a group of guys senior year of college, so that was cool. Yeah. And I even told my mom, I was like, hey, you're not going to hear from me for a few days because I will have zero service. Like, we are completely kind of off the grid, which was, like, not scary, but like, oh, we don't have much access. So, yeah. But it's cool because we were we camped on, like, this little inland lake, and then you saw the tree line. Like, we got every sort of precipitation, rain, sleet, snow. But it was cool. One morning, woke up and there were like snow-tipped trees and stuff. And fall break, perfect. We had, we had snow up perfect there. Perfect time to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to I need to do a little camping. You've inspired me, Tim. Time yeah. to get my outdoorsy on. For sure, man. You'd love it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, went to see Lee Bryce at Eight Second Saloon on Friday. Where's that at? I think like uh, Speedway area. Okay. Yeah, a little more west. Uh, good time. God, he's such a good live performer. Man, he crushed it. Um. Yeah, had a few live baits to listen to some good music, good live mm-hmm. music, and uh, that's that's how I really enjoy listening to someone. Is if you're good live, then you're really really good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not sprucing it up with some tech or anything like that, and it's it's raw. Yeah, it's raw. It's your own. It's your, yeah. it's your personal form of expression in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. His it's younger brother sings and performs too. So they did a couple songs on stage together. Mm. Like brother, brother action. I was like, that's really cool. That's good like, stuff. I dig that. Yeah. And wait, didn't doesn't he sing a song that made you love country? Is there a specific song? Yeah, that yeah. So uh, love like crazy. That was a good one. That and letter to me were actually two. He didn't sing letter to me, but love like crazy and letter to me actually were some of the earliest ones I listened to. It was on a Kairos retreat in high school, and that's when I first started dabbling with country and got into it. And those two, I was like, man. Good stuff, dude. Takes you back, man. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then Saturday, get this, so I was at the gym. It's like 3.30 in the afternoon on Saturday, okay? Not many people. Maybe 30, right? It's not crowded. No one's in a rush. People are out watching college football, doing their Saturday thing, whatever. So, just doing some light mechanical stuff, nothing too heavy, not trying to set a record. And did this superset of back squats at, at the squat rack with... Uh, kettlebell single arm shoulder press so after I was done with the squats I had one more set of shoulder press and I, I just unracked the weight kind of gives me 20 30 second break get a little get a little wind and this guy comes up and he just like sets his step down like two feet from me against the rack and like I'm clearly still finishing I know it's not the squat but I'm still finishing my thing Mm-hmm. and just kind of eyeing me like waiting and I could see like a glance in my peripheral vision and he's kind of almost eye rolling mouthing like come on like all this <laughs> shit and you know good on whoever gets up off the couch and goes to the gym I'm not gonna try to knock this guy but it's like look man one like it's Saturday afternoon what's your rush if you're standing here still waiting if you've been waiting for like I was 10-15 minutes for like four or five sets of supersets, I don't think that's that wrong on a Saturday afternoon. And like, go do something else, man. Be productive in the gym. Instead of watching my good ass go up and down, you know, go do something productive. And uh, so I go to the other side of the gym. I finish. I do my thing. I don't even acknowledge him. I was just kind of in a mood that that day. And I was kind of keeping myself. And I'm on the other side. He loads up six plates and gets like a third squat and half like a good morning. And I just start laughing to myself. I'm like, look, chief, you got angry over that. You have a miserable squat. And it's not like 
you're some big yoked bodybuilder who's like on steroided out, super pissed. You know, it's just like, come on, like, give me a break. It's just a Saturday workout day and you're not even doing it. I was a little aggravated, but like I said, I was kind of in a mood that day. Although that morning um, helped, I was at Whole Foods. This guy, he's, he works at the meat department and I'm by the salad bar just getting like some lunch to top off my grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. He comes up, he's like, hey man, you, uh, you lift weights? And, I'm just, <laughs> and it's like, not that I'm that big, but it's just a funny question. Like right off the bat, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, got a little routine going and and uh, he goes, yeah, man, I see you, like, walk around a little bit, didn't swing by the meat department. I'm like, I didn't mean to offend you by not coming to get some <laughs> meats, but that's actually one thing I'm good on for the day, boss. And uh, he's like, yeah, well, I'm, you know, you got a nice, like, slender build. I'm like, all right, is this guy hitting on me or are we getting to a point here soon? <laughs> and he goes, uh, yeah, I have this athletic clothing line. I'm uh, hoping to have a prototype out in the next 30 days. And he goes, what, what are you, like, 170-ish? I'm like, oh, good guess, yeah, about that. Uh, 170, 175. And he's like, what do you wear, like, kind of uh, large, medium to large, large if it's fitted? I was like, you following me in Kohl's and shit? Like, yeah, I wear larges. And uh, he goes, what size your shoe? Like, you, you 12? I'm like, 11 and a half. But, like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, he's, he's doing a personal style profile. What, what, did you, like, did you used to tailor suits or something? You can just size someone on a whim? What? Anyway, so I was like half creeped out, half amazed, and then just turned into a really good conversation. He's like, yeah, some, you know, people don't like when I network, when I'm here. I'm like, dude, you're just using your full-time hustle to uh, fund your side hustle. I was like, I get that. I do that too. And uh, so we kind of chop it on that, and then I tell him about the podcast. He's like, man, like, that's awesome. How do you have time to do that? Because I told him we interviewed um, Bodybuilder with Clothing Line, um, and he goes, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, man, we'll do late nights. I was like, and on weekends. Like, we, we're we at it. So uh, he might uh, ask me to do some work for him, actually kind of promote the gear and do a shoot. And I'm like, I mean, I've always considered myself in pretty good shape, but I was like, I've never thought of a photo shoot. Yeah. Not that, like, modeling is my end-all be-all, but fuck it, dude, why not? Yeah. If it's there. It's an opportunity. Might as well try it. See if I like it. Yeah. Strike up strike a business relationship. I had a friend in college. Try it once. Twice if you like it. <laughs> I like that, dude. That feel, that's got to feel good, too. Yeah, it brightened up my mood. I even told him. He goes, yeah, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't um, sure I was going to come up to you. Didn't know if you'd be into it. Just Like, I had my hat on. Like I said, it's kind of a uh, rougher mood that morning and keeping to my own self. And I was like, no, man, I'm glad you did, like. Kind of in, in a funky mood, not having a good day, and uh, you, you brought me up a little bit, so I appreciate you for doing that, and it was good to talk to you. His name's Marcus. Awesome dude, man. Cool cat. So I'm excited to see. We're going to keep in touch and see what happens. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully some good gear to come soon. We'll yeah. see. Go to Delhi right there. <laughs> yeah, go get some you meats. You ain't taking your business anywhere else, no? Downtown Whole Foods. Yeah, that's the other thing, and it's like, he said people don't like when he networks. It's like, look, because of him, not only was that a good conversation, a potentially awesome opportunity and he brightened up my day because of all that. Now I'm even more loyal to that exact location mm. and whole foods because of that. So if you're going to look down on, on him talking to a few people like about something he loves piss off because I enjoyed that more than if he hadn't have done that to me. Yeah. So 
Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate you, cuz. Yeah, you never know what a conversation is going to lead to. Exactly. You should never be afraid. That wasn't my RLE for the day, but I guess I had a few this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, Tim, what's going on in the world, baby? Yeah, man, I'm going to talk about Bitcoin. Mmm, let's get crypto with it. Yeah, Bitcoin, mm, uh, mm, mm. Bitcoin had a pretty good accomplishment. A Bitcoin surveillance helped the feds take down a child abuse site. So That's awesome. U.S. federal prosecutors indicted a 23-year-old man named Hong Woo Sun of South Korea for operating a child sexual abuse site called Welcome to Video. Jeez. What a, what a, first of all, what a generic name for a child porn site. Welcome to video. Yeah, it's like, it's so simple yet so creepy still. Yeah, I don't like it. Welcome to video. Yeah, and like, apparently like 337 of the site's users residing in the U.S. and like 11 other countries have been arrested and charged, according to the Department of Justice. Um, and what happened was... Good. It's kids, bro. Yeah, like, you, and like the way people like paid and registered for this website was through Bitcoin. So like the users of this website traded Bitcoin for the illicit content. And like a new user would, would get like a unique Bitcoin address whenever they create an account on the site. Um, and apparently the site was the first of its kind, like the first child abuse site to monetize child exploitation videos through, through Bitcoin, which this eventually led to its downfall, which I'll get into in a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's, that's... I know you've always been skeptical on, on Bitcoin, so I'm excited to hear where you're going to go with this. But isn't that expensive? Isn't Bitcoin like uh, pretty high priced? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fairly high priced, but... So in that like pretty expensive transaction, I always thought Bitcoin well, was expensive. You can, you can buy like a fraction of a Bitcoin. Interesting. Okay. Like there's only to, like 2,400 or 2,200 Bitcoins. And like the value of a Bitcoin is that like divided by how many Bitcoins oh, total okay. are in the world. I there's, haven't there's like a, There's like a, a fixed number of Bitcoins. Okay. So like you can pay for something with like a hundredth of a Bitcoin. Got it. It's like, yeah. That's so, too much to keep track of. Yeah. Uh, the site had over 1.3 million Bitcoin addresses registered between 2015 and 2018. Jeez. And the site received nearly $350,000 worth of Bitcoin across thousands of individual transactions. Oh, my gosh. You sick freaks. Yeah. Uh, so, like, there are ways to make transa transactions through Bitcoin harder to track. Uh, but it's been, like, a, like a long-established phenomenon for law enforcement to be able to track, like, the flow of illicit crypto money um, through, like, sophisticated analytical tools and, like, using public blockchain data um, there's a and they can use like like these tools and like real world clues to connect dots and like because people who use bitcoin they're supposed to be anonymous but through if you use like a lot of like bitcoin servers you can figure out people's identities by going to the different bitcoin servers so all hmm. so there's like there's a blockchain analytics firm called like chainalysis is what they're called and pretty much the company like helps like legal entities like like homeland security and like different places like that okay use its technology to like find the identity and source of illegal bitcoin tracking so this chain analysis works with the government yeah mainly that's who helped them bust this got so it the law enforcement went into these bitcoin exchanges which usually require people to like provide an id and they they went in there to collect more information and Chainalysis has this investigation software called Chainalysis Reactor. And it's an investigation software that helps like law enforcement solve cases and prevent crime by linking like real world entities 
to cryptocurrency activity. Hmm. So pretty much what they're able to do is like follow the funds of, of Bitcoin to uncover suspects by following their trail in code rather than cash. So they were like following like these Bitcoin transactions and like welcome to video. The website received funds from like a bunch of different Bitcoin exchanges. And so what the FBI or what the Homeland Security can do is go to these exchanges and like ask them for like information, like investigatively wow. and like link it back to this website through like, like the technology, which wow. is cool. Um, and yeah, and, it, and like, like I said, the IRS, so the IRS, they have a criminal investigations department mm-hmm. that pretty much headed this. So like they were like contacting these exchanges for more information um, on like addresses that were sending money to the site. And like eventually like Chainhouse Tools, they were able to augment the work that was done by IRS and Homeland Security to like break down specifically where these individual like people were. So that's how they arrested like the individual people. So pretty cool stuff what they're doing, man. And I thought like it just lessened them. like people think that Bitcoin is anonymous because mm-hmm. I think like like that Silk Road stuff that was that was going on. Remember Silk Road? It's like how people like purchase drugs and stuff online. And I, it, I think I do remember hearing it was about like that. The, yeah. It was like the first like illegal website like that that was like u- using Bitcoin. And okay. eventually the, the the head dude got taken down, but. Like people think that like you're you're safe like your information's safe through Bitcoin, but obviously like nobody's the, safe. The government has the ability to do this. They're watching and listening. So yeah, and like this isn't the first time. Like this happens like literally all the time. Like last year, like investigators like they found like a complicated web of like Bitcoin transactions that was orchestrated by the Russian intelligence people that were like interfering with the, the 2016 presidential election. So like, come on, Russia. The Russian people they were. They were like launching like cyber attacks on the Democratic National Party and like Hillary Clinton and all them, and they were like laundering the money for this through Bitcoin, hmm. and like they used the same exact software that they use for this to like bust those people. Interesting, just crazy, man. That's nuts, but I guess it makes sense. It was bound to happen eventually, right? Because we do it with cash. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if I watch too many movies or something or or whatever, but how often do you see or read about? You know, they follow the money. Mm-hmm. You know, who's paying who or what organization or what shell corp or, you know, where is it coming from and where is it going? Mm-hmm. And then they, they pinpoint that to people. I think Jack Ryan, you know, on on Amazon, he finds terrorists by following cash. Mm-hmm. So makes sense that, that it happens, but obviously there's good things that come from tracking that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I guess it's nice to have some anonymity. Anonymity? Anonymity. Anonymity? It's a tough word. I've tried it before, too. It's tough. Anonymous. I feel like I'm in Finding Nemo. Anonymous. I feel like I'm in Nemo. The state of being anonymous. Yes. Let's just say that. (laughs) People like that, but then there's this result Mm -hmm. where that's happening. So I guess there is good in, in having a way to track and follow that. In mm-hmm. a in a sense, so, dude, this is super interesting. Mm-hmm. And you said there's plenty more cases like this. Yeah, like there's definitely a lot of illegal activity going on through Bitcoin, mm. but like it just shows that like something like a private website, like a pre- private website like this, if you're utilizing Bitcoin that is linked to like a public exchange, like we have technology to, to track. Because like what these these investigative bodies do is they like 
they 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 can find clues in the way money's moving. Mm-hmm. Like they have a whole department that's full time like monitoring Bitcoin exchanges. Just this, yeah. Yeah. So like when they see something that like is like a little funny like this, like they're all they're always gonna check it out and like and like ask these public exchanges, hey, like who's this Bitcoin account? Like why are they using you for this? Like how are they using you? So they can always like backtrack. So and that's been like the common theme among cr- criminals is like, oh, they can't track us through Bitcoin, but yeah, they can. Yeah. So. Shout out to companies like Chain Chainalysis. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Good work, guys. Yeah. Good work. Big ups. Big ups. For sure. That's fascinating. Technology these days, man. Mm-hmm. Scary. Justin Redrick would love this story. But helpful. Let's tag him on the post. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna send uh, at Bitcoin Vegan, Justin Redrick. Yes, sir. He's got your back. So I read uh, Google Maps. So do you use Waze on the I, road? I, I have before, yeah. Okay, I've what's one it. of your favorite features about using Waze? Well, isn't it obvious, man? People can monitor where there are speed traps at <laughs> and where there are cops. That's, that's the only reason I use it. I open that, and then I still use Google Maps. So, But now, I don't need to use Waze because Google Maps is doing the same thing. They're adding the feature that people can pinpoint where there are speed traps on the road. Through their Gmail account? I think as long as you just have Google Maps, like the app. Okay. Like as long as you're using that. Uh, okay. No, I understand what you're asking. Yeah, if you want to sign in or something. That's a good question. The article did not touch on that. It just okay. promoted Maps having this. So I'll, uh, I'll keep tabs on that and see if they come out with more details. But uh, police are not as excited about this as one, as one could expect. So uh, they had talked to people in the NYPD and NYPD had actually asked Waze to remove that feature. They didn't think it was necessary and you know people should be abiding by the law. And the argument to that was knowing there's a speed trap helps people abide by the law. But it's like, is that, back- <laughs> is that backwards? Hey, that's... Like most people speed. I'm not going to say everyone. Mm-hmm. Some people like to go five under. Yeah. Stay in the right lane. But... I don't know. I, I have a hard time really going super for against this, but I, I do use that feature. And cops, have, I guess most departments have denied like that there are ticket quotas. You know, you always hear like, oh, they got to get their quota for the month. A lot of departments, I guess, dispute this and say that that really isn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know here nor there if what is true as far as that's concerned or not but i thought it was interesting that i mean i use google maps quite a bit um and now they're allowing for the feature to you know where there's slowdowns and speed traps and things like that so i didn't know what you thought about this big fan or not in the middle Uh, to me i don't think this really makes a difference the the concept in the first place because Yes, it's good to have like eyes at like other people like telling you where things are, but you don't for one thing, you don't know like how up to date it is. Like they could report someone who's a speed who's in a speed trap there that maybe it's not gonna be there ten minutes from now, so it may not even be there anymore. And like not everything's gonna get reported too. Like you can't you can't count on like everybody communally feeding accurate information to this twenty four seven. Yeah. Like eventually something's gonna get missed. Like you can't like it's I think it's a good like additive source of information but i don't think it's going to protect you protect you everywhere you go yeah like i think it's it's good but yeah i don't 
Google Maps, like, is is that the one like through iPhone? No, no. So you one. you downloaded like an extra one. I have, yeah. Why did you download that and not use the Apple one? Because I don't. I only use Apple. I've all. That's what I've always used. I. So I, I'm just curious why someone would, would download Google besides this cool feature, obviously. I think Maps might have a little more accuracy and in terms of routes, like slower or or faster traffic, things like that. Um, and I visually, it just looks better to me it looks a little cleaner okay uh, easy easy to read and navigate it i guess um so yeah i, I just kind of like google maps and sometimes the one on the iphone i don't know if this is a user error but it'll get like funky with how it looks with my directions it won't show the actual map and me moving like the little arrow it'll show the listed directions like turn right here point whatever miles turn left here after 1.3 miles so you know It'll just yeah, that's show... your car. That's your car, though. That, that's your car being weird. Cause that's I, me? Cause, yeah, because I've, I've used the directions on your car. Mm-hmm. Like, I plugged my phone in your car yeah. when, when we went up to like, those podcast interviews. And it did that to mine, too. I don't know why it does I wonder that. if it's a CarPlay thing. I think it's something with, mess your, with, that. with your car system. But, yeah, no, that's annoying. After a few years, I should figure for that someone, out, I guess. I mean, it's all, about, it's all about the end user, though. Like, for you, like, it... Like the Apple Maps do that, that and would the Google Maps don't. Me, would save me space on my phone. But now Google Maps lets me know there's cops yeah. around. No, that's so I cool. guess I don't need Waze anymore. Yeah, I guess you don't. But yeah, I thought that was that was fascinating. Um, I mean, it's it's a small thing, but it got a lot of buzz because cops are not as keen on that. Is it live now? Yeah, effective immediately. Oh, damn. Yeah. Right. Well, I might just try it. <laughs> just to see what it's about see what happens <laughs> see but where I'm, all these traps are but like i just I, I had a lot of speaking speeding tickets two years ago so i've been just i haven't even been messing with anything yeah yeah like i just I, have like i know you're very on the speed limit because i just get unlucky like for, for someone yeah. like for someone like me yeah I, I know you make your own luck when you're when you're driving the right speed but like i just feel like this just wouldn't it's not going to be a long-term solution. We well, also need a good spotter riding shotgun. Yeah, that's part of their job. And like, you know what the best form, point them out. You know what the best form of of people helping you know where speeders are. If they're driving the opposite direction, shine your brights at, at me. If someone's on the other end doing that, that's the best way of doing it. <laughs> Call right sign. Yeah, I do that to other people. I'll, I'll flash. I'll flash brights. Like if I'm if I'm driving and there's a cop there and they're they're radaring people. When I cross the hill, I give everybody the notification. Like, hey, there's someone over there. Or maybe they think you're just a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I'm just trying to help. So I guess it's, not like, it's not like I'm gonna talk to you ever again. I'm, I'm driving by on the highway. Hey, I like your your thought and intentions though. Very, very courteous of you to everyone else who is trying to just put the pedal to the floor, baby. Mm. Get after it. Yeah. So um I, I kinda lumped my RLE in my weekend recap, got a little excited about the the Whole Foods experience, mm-hmm. but just to kind of piggyback that, we, we I think, last couple episodes kind of touched on using the full-time hustle to fuel the side hustle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's okay. Just make sure that you can replace the income of your full-time with your side hustle before you quit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think... And have a plan, too. Exactly. Like, like, have, like, due dates of when you want to get things done with your full-time or like with your side hustle, like you should be holding yourself accountable of, Hey, what do I need to do by this date to be able to sustain myself? If I decide to quit my full-time job. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Know those, those dates and, uh, 
those will change. Likely things usually take a little longer, um, as we've very well experienced. Um, but accept that and be okay with that because you're still taking good strides and doing good things towards what you really want to do, your true passion projects. Um, and yeah, we can get paid doing whatever we want. So why not make sure you like it at the same time? So I, I just, I had a lot of respect for that guy. Um, and yeah, Whole Foods, markets at Whole Foods, downtown Indy, brightened up my day too, man. So keep hustling. I like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of lumped my RLE in my weekend recap. So yeah, apologize. Same. I got a little excited there. No, same. My, my mind's piggybacking off mine too. Cause I just want to hit on just the importance of unplugging through social media, at least, Ooh. at least a couple hours each day. I like this. Even, like and I'm, when I say unplug, I mean, your phone should be in a different room. Your phone should be off. Your phone should be in an area where you have no reception. Like I had this weekend for most of the time. Um, it's just healthy. Like you should, like what I've done as well is, um, on my Instagram app, mm-hmm. like on my personal one. Cause the other accounts I use for the podcast and for my, my job, like it's on there to like study and learn. But like if you're if you're using like Instagram for like personal consumption and like entertainment, there's a setting on your Instagram that allows you to like set uh, a limit of time that you spend on the app each day. Oh, like it, know it'll that. notify you when you've spent like thirty minutes on there or an hour on there or two hours. Like you can. Like if you spend five, five hours a day on Instagram, that's a lot. But like if you're, if you're trying <laughs> to so if you're trying to like limit your time, like start small. Like if, if you're spending five hours a day, cut it off at five hours, and then do that for a week, and then set it at four hours, and cut it off at four hours. Because it'll like when you're like in the app, it'll like pop, have a pop up box that said you've spent one hour on Instagram today. And I have it set for one hour right now. If I if I spend that much. I, I don't let myself get back on. So, cause that's it noti- good. It notifies you. So that's good. That's just another thing that I've been implementing that is, has really helped me. And um, I just find that I get a lot more done. I learn a lot more. And I just feel better about myself when I've been able to, like, separate myself from, from my phone and, like, put it in a different room. Yeah. Um, or I'm, like, spending time with people where I don't need to look, pick up my phone. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that this weekend. Because, I mean, you know me. I'll just send you random shit anytime whether mm-hmm. it's business or, or what i think's a good idea a topic uh, an experience and so I, I i knew over the weekend i was like oh i think he's probably taking a break from his his phone like he's in the woods he's with his his girl and i'm like in my mind like someone be like oh you you, you have time to respond to me i'm like yeah no that's good <laughs> like, like yeah you understand yeah because it's good to get away from that it's it's noise and distraction and I, I know the, the funny part about this, we've talked about this, where when we go on the Instagram for Off the Dome, like there's better, more positive messages that we come out with Dude, than on our own personal. It's so true. It's so true. Like all I see is positive positivity, like motivation and like yeah. people running businesses and people interviewing cool people. Yeah. On our, and it's just amazing how much better I feel looking at our timeline yeah, no versus kidding. my other timeline where everyone is there like posting about like the highlights of their life. Yeah, that, that thing about the garbage on mine, like, jeez. Yeah. Let's improve a little bit, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that's good. Have I, I don't know if I told you, there was uh, a basketball coach I had when I was younger doing travel ball. And we had a couple diff- couple teams under the same name. And we went to his house one time for uh, a little party and stuff. Uh, we had a bunch of friends of ours in the basketball stuff, outside friends as well. And he was telling this story, like 
in his living room or something, and there are probably 10, 15 of us listening to this. Funny, dude. And this one girl's texting while he's telling this story. And he just kind of stops. He's looking at her. He goes, hey. I mean, he doesn't know why everyone's name is. Hey, you with the phone texting right now. She kind of looks up and, like, she is mortified because she looks up and realizes all eyes are on her. He goes, what are you doing? She goes, I'm texting a friend of mine. He goes, what for? You're here in person with me, and I'm telling a story. Like, the people you're in person with should be the most important. If there's someone you're texting, you should be in person with them instead, not me. And just roasted this girl. I mean, this is middle school. But it's a lesson that stuck with me to this day where I appreciate so much having seen and heard that because now it's it's like, yeah, when you're with someone, you don't want them to be texting the whole time, looking on Instagram. It's like, you know, are we hanging out or are you and Apple having a good time? <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, respect for unplugging a little bit. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. How... Uh, How's your Grant Cardone book? I know you got into oh, that good, recently. Man. I uh, learned me some things. Yeah, so I'm gonna talk about the concept of thinking like your customers or thinking like whoever you're trying to persuade. Thinking about the other hmm. person you're talking to. So, Grant Cardone says that the products you're selling, like the ideas you're selling, they don't think, feel, or react. People do. Like so, no Ooh. matter what you're selling, whether it's it's podcast equipment, whether it's uniforms, like you're not in the uniform or podcast business. You're in, you're not in, in the ideas business. You're in the people business. Yes. So you got to start with like the person who you're trying to persuade. So he talks about like the five questions that you need to be able to answer about your customers before you talk, like talk to them or before you try to sell to them. And it's what is important to the buyer or listener what does the buyer or listener need out of this pro- product or this episode? What is the buyer or listener looking to accomplish with your product or the information you're giving to them? What makes them feel good? And if they could get anything they wanted in the world, what would it be? Ooh. And I think that last one's good too. Is like, it's always asking the person like, what is your like, what does your dream situation look like? Like what, like, talk to me about like a situation that you don't have right now that you wish you had. And that won't cover so much about like what a person wants and that allows you to talk to them better instead of just spewing what you have to say, but not like taking their consider considerations into place. So yeah. I thought that this was just a good, good, good thing to like ask yourself is like, you should have those five like questions answered before you, you put anything out. So yeah, no, I like that. That's, that's awesome. And those are, people might think oh, that's kind of simple, but it's one of those things that we still forget about. Mm-hmm. and ignore when we're trying to sell because oh my xyz product is is the best uh, above my competitors because it's like if they like you more than they like the other salesmen they'll go with you mm-hmm. and so I, I really love what you said that we're all in the people business you just happen to have a product or service that goes with that mm-hmm. and I, our conversations with both chip helm and Tim Roberts, some of the greatest sales minds that we have had on the show and had the pleasure of sitting down with, said the same thing. You're in the people business. You know, it's, it's all about the people. Everything else is kind of secondary. If you don't understand people, then you lost. Um, so, man, if they could get anything they wanted, that's that's the interesting one to me too. Mm-hmm. Of like, 
we don't think if they could get anything, how do we help them with that? Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That'll get a sale. I'm that's, gonna... that's understanding people before you seek to be understood. So. Ooh. Knowledge bomb town. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Yeah. I, I'm going to mull on that and see how we can get people what they want by doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Change shoes a little bit. Yeah. Good idea. Like, what do people want to achieve by listening to this episode? Yeah. I've been wanting to kind of ask all our groups and networks of, of friends and things, what prevents you from listening mm-hmm. weekly? You know, because it's, it's hard to imagine everyone we know is always listening all the time. And, and I, I get it. I don't have that expectation. I don't hold anything against against that. But I'm just interested in this sake of getting better what would cause it to be more appealing you know what why is it not captivating enough yet so that's good uh yeah i've been thinking in terms like that like that okay where's our weaknesses that might not make it as appealing or as like oh man i can't wait for the next episode that's what what i really want to get with people Mm -hmm. so nice it's good man grant cardone such an animal oh yeah <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I've been kind of hammering away with uh, on the day on your life. Uh, good stuff. I, I did read some things that I disagreed with. Um, Aubrey Marcus made the argument that calories don't matter, only your nutrients. And uh, I can understand and appreciate where he's going with this, making sure that you get your good macros and micros in. But calories, I think, can still help a lot. And... I use calories uh, with any and all nutrition clients and patients um, because your calories helps you determine are you at maintenance, surplus, or deficit. And then you can adjust from there based on what the goal is. But it can also help you determine, okay, do I need to go up first before going down because will I screw up my metabolism if I don't? Like if I'm already at 1,200 and I want to lose weight and I go to 9 to 8, 700, that's not safe. So we need to get you back up to proper maintenance. You may see a little weight gain, um, but then we know that we're going to lose weight properly and a little more sustainable. So if, if we push you up to 18 to 2,100 calories and then you start to get comfortable eating in that range – and adjusting activity levels accordingly, of course, and then we can drop you down. It's a lot easier to do weight loss with fifteen to sixteen hundred calories than seven to eight hundred. Mm-hmm. You'll feel a lot better. <clears throat> so that's that's why I disagree with that. But that makes me like the book even more. That there's things that you know I'm not agreeing with everything. I hope I don't agree with everything that one person says ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know we all have our own thoughts and opinions, but that's why I disagreed. But I enjoyed reading and then understanding why I think the way I think. I, I I enjoyed reading his side of it, and I understand and appreciate that. But yeah, I think calories still matters a little bit more than they got credit for. Um, right, and I I think it's not it's not a matter of like separating calories itself and like. Or separating like macro micronutrients. I think it's like the relationship between macro micronutrients to calories. Mm-hmm. Like you should always keep, take calories into consideration because I mean I've said it many times. Like your health is 
the amount of nutrients you take in each day divided by the number of calories. Mm -hmm. Like keep that relationship as positive as possible. Like you want that ratio to be as high as possible. Yeah. You want more, more nutrients to calories as much as possible. Yeah. So I th yeah, I think calories are still a big player. And like I said, I got brushed away a little, little too much, but again, teach their own much mm -hmm. respect. Um, he also referred to you are what you eat ate. So it, it's a good notion of paying attention to what you're eating was also fed. For example, ground beef or, or ground meats where they fed, you know, good grass fed or organic things or pumped with, uh, hormones and, and corn and, you know, just trying to fatten them up. You know, mm. what was the source that you're eating, eating, mm -hmm. you know, did your fruits and veggies have healthy soil, uh, rid of pesticides and, and sprays and things like that? Or was it the opposite? And if it was, and I know sometimes the organic stuff gets a little more expensive, are you rinsing things off, you know, a couple minutes? Because, yeah, there's bad shit on the layers of, of fruits and veggies. You know, like an avocado or a banana, you don't have to worry as much because it has a hard shell around it. Uh, but with things like sweet peppers or, or berries, uh, stuff that is very exposed, yeah, we got to be a little more careful. So I just, I really enjoy it that because it, it's a good reminder that what we eat ate still really matters mm -hmm. we're still consuming that yeah that's a good point indirect yeah so so really paying attention to that and making sure that you have healthy sources of food that you're eating and so again i know it can get a little more expensive getting more organic things but that's where you kind of pick and choose you don't need to worry about like i said the organic avocado as much as you do maybe the organic tomato mm. or tomato, whatever you drive with. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I love book talk. Yeah, love too. Love getting a little nerdy with it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I have, uh, have some other books that I'm lined up. I always have something lined up. I have too many books. Yeah, man, you got well, you to gotta, you gotta work your way through it. You got to work through the one you're doing now I know. before you talk about the next one. But I think like when I have my own really nice house, I want my own big library. Mm-hmm. Like, Big, nice wooden cases and oh, the, yeah. fi the, uh, the fireplace, you know, very stereo stereotypical, big leather comfy chair. Yeah. 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 My, my nice robe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, man. You got anything else for this, this episode here? Uh, I've got nothing left for this episode, but stay tuned for our Thursday episode with Kristen Corpus. She's a editorial writer. She's a musician. She's done a lot of cool things. Like she's performed on American Idol. She's performed at like athletic stadiums. She's interviewed some very, very interesting people like Steve Madden, Wu-Tang Clan, like very, very interesting person to talk to. And we have an interview with her on Thursday. So please check that yeah. out. A lot, lot of good information from there, regardless of whether you're a writer or not. It's just a lot like if you're chasing something that you need to be persistent on. She's got a lot, a lot of good things to say. Yeah, she was super fun too. Very mm -hmm. just uplifting, high positive energy and, you know, someone we could probably chop it with for a good hour and a half, two hours if we had the time and mm -hmm. just, just really dive deep into some things. And she does that travel writing too, which is yeah. super sweet. She's in the Maldives right now. Crazy, yeah. man. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to keep, uh, keep in contact with her. She's, she was super fun and very interesting person, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's what, 24? 24, yeah, 25? Yeah, mid-20s, yeah, 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 our age. Yeah, so just getting after it and crushing it. So mm -hmm. good to see. 
All right, everyone, thanks for hanging with us today. Hope you're having an awesome Tuesday. Uh, Hey, if you get a chance, please head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review, then DM us on Instagram at Off The Dome Radio, letting us know uh, that you did so. Give us your name, uh, your Apple ID, so we can identify who's who, and a good mailing address, physical address. Uh, We will send a free laptop sticker to you ASAP. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk to you on Thursday.